It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and Naomi Dolan from twinfo.com.au. Hello, how are you this week? Hello, Nikki. The sun is shining. We can't complain. Isn't that the thing? I think we've got a little bit more appreciation for the shining sun at the moment, don't we? I think so. Um, You know, I mean, we need the rain, don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's very nice to have the sun. It's just so much easier to deal with life and young twins when they can run around in the garden. Isn't that true? <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh, it is so true. And I love the fact that I can just like bundle the kids out now the door because, you know, we've got through that one to five year stage. And at five, I feel like, okay, you know, I can keep an eye on you from inside. I can watch what you're doing. You can jump on the trampoline and, and kick a footy and they just get so much out of their system. It's so good. Oh, totally. I, I mean, I, I really feel that having a garden <laughs> – of any kind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a perfect garden, but having that outdoor space where they can just run and burn off that bit of energy is just a godsend. And I think we're both very outdoorsy type of people. In fact, I actually had a bit of a milestone in my family life this week, Naomi, um, and that is because we've just upgraded the boys' birthday. It was a couple of months ago. We've upgraded their bikes, and I've become now one of those mums that's got a bike rack on the back of my car. No way, yes, have you? Yes, I've just decided to do it because I'm like, I want to take them on more bike trips and where we go like visiting family and stuff. <laughs> the bikes are too big now to fit in the back of the car. Fit in the car, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so yeah. I've bitten the bullet and yesterday I went down and I got myself one of those four because we've got bikes as well and we're going to become a bike family, I think. It's so lame. And we've now got one for the, you know, for the back of the car so we can drive on down with my bikes wherever I go. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Good on you. Oh, the things you do as parents of multiples, hey? Um, Talking about that, this week's guest, I'm super excited to chat to this lady because uh, do you remember that moment? I mean, there's nothing more shocking than when you find out there's not one but uh, more than one bub in your belly. I know. I don't think anyone – I don't think anything equates to hearing the news that there's more than one baby in there. I mean, you know you're pregnant. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But – so and you're excited and you're thrilled and then you go in there and you have your first ultrasound and they're like, oh, congratulations, it's twins or <laughs> oh, hang on, here's another baby. <laughs> and I think everybody's reaction is different and certainly across this podcast, majority of the reactions have been surprise, fear, shock, terror to a point. Absolutely. <laughs> but this guest is even a bigger story. She does indeed. I don't think that even though we say nothing equates to hearing the news that there's more than one baby in there, this lady has heard it twice. That's right. She has two sets of twins. Sophia from Twins and a Blog is going to join us to talk more about this next on Talking Twins and More. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. As we said, very excited to welcome our next guest to the podcast, Sophia Brown. Hello, Sophia. How are you going? Hi, guys. Good. How are you guys? Very well. We're very excited to have you on because we've had lots of guests on recently. We've had um, twin mums, triplet mums, twin dads. We've had a quad mum to be, but now... We have got you, and your little point of difference for today is that you've got two sets of twins. That's right. Yep, two sets of identical twins. 
Oh my goodness, wow, Sophia! Let's less. yeah, let's start with the ages and and rewind to to pregnancy number one and when you first found out that you were having well your first set of twins. Yep. So um, the first lot that was um, the boys are six and a half now. So um, yeah, so the Ethan and Harley. Um, yeah, and I found out you know just the normal scan like after ten or well, first scan at six weeks it just showed. One baby, and then at our ten weeks scan, that's when it showed two babies. So that's when we got a big shock um, with that. Um, apparently, I looked like a ghost for a whole day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my first lot. So they're six and a half. Um, the girls are three and a half. Um, yeah, we just thought that it was going to be one. You know the standard singleton baby after the twins because he would think that you'd get it twice. So um, I just did the went and got the scan by myself, thinking it was a standard scan. Um, and I just joked to the the um, the guy doing the scan, saying, "Oh, um, just making sure that it's not twins." And he's like, "Actually, they are twins." And that's when um, yeah, I couldn't even say the word twins all day. I was like, "There's two of them." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just couldn't believe it, and I just cried. That that's um, couldn't believe it. <laughs> Amazing. <but>. Which was <laughs> more of a shock? The first time, because we, we like most people who listen to this podcast know that shocking feeling of finding out you're having multiples, uh, overwhelming feeling, should I say? Um, but I mean, yeah. that, that first shock is wow. But then to find out again, which one was almost more of a shock? I think the first time, because especially as a first-time parent, you just have no idea what you're doing. Um, yeah, so the first time was, I think, was more of a shock because, you know, it just seems like a joke. <laughs> you know, you can't, you're not prepared for one baby, let alone two. Uh, so, yeah, the second time around, it was like kind of like, you know, anything's possible now. Um, of course, it happened to me, but, you know, it's just, um, I guess it, they would, the second time around, it kind of they just slot onto slot into your routine, and you know you kind of know what you're doing. But yes, yeah, the first time that really really shocked me. I think um, second yeah second time was just more of a joke, and it's like I just can't believe this. But um, yeah, definitely first time. Identical twins aren't genetic, are they? No. So um, from what I've been told and what I've read, that um, identical twins are not genetic because it's the fertilised egg that splits in half um, as, a, as opposed to fraternal or non-identical twins where, um, you know, you you have the two eggs that come out and then get fertilised. So, um, yeah, from what I've heard that it's not, um, but, you know, in the social media world, I have met quite a few people that have had um, multiple identicals as well, but it's pretty rare. Um but, and I guess with the power of social media, you can find out that info now. Um, but yeah, so and it and it happens. So anything what possible? Did, what did your husband say when you finally called him after? Because you were there by yourself, you said. Yeah. And you said it was twins again. Like, how did you tell him? Um, oh, I just said, "Oh, there's two two in there." I couldn't even say there were twins, and he was so excited. He was just you know, screaming with excitement. Um, I think it was more excited than I was that whole time because it was a very, the second time I was a hard pregnancy. I was in bed um, the whole time. Um, it's the, um, is it the hyper, I forget the, 
like HD, oh. the, um, the throw, okay. where you throw up all the yeah. time. Yeah, so I was pretty much like I couldn't work for most like most of the nine months that I was pregnant. Um, so yeah, he could he could be excited for me while I was um, too busy suffering in silence trying to not throw up the whole time. Um, yeah, so but you know. And what about your friends and family? Did they think you were joking when you told them? Yeah, they thought I was joking. Um, but they also thought if you know if this happens, it's got to happen to me. Like it's just funny. Um, yeah. So, and I'm just that friend or family member that they can you know if there's a twin story, that's that's me. So, um, yeah. So everyone was excited. Everyone. You know, thought as a joke at first, so I would have to show the um the scan as evidence. Um, so but yeah, and then here we are. It's just, it's reality now. It's nothing. It's just normal for us. Yeah. Um, even though you know when we go out, that's when we realise that we are quite different than um the average family. Nice. And what about finding out that it was um because your boys were first, and then you had the girls. Yeah. Did you find out the gender of the second set of twins? Yes, yeah. I like finding out. Yeah, I found out both times, um, you know, just to prepare myself. So, yeah, so that was good. The boys, um, when when with the girls, we were thinking, oh, no, if it's uh, my husband was worried if it was another set of boys, that I'd be making him keep trying until I get a girl <laughs> to eat <them> out of it. <laughs> So he was relieved that that it ended there. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, either way, it was you know happy with that. But yeah, it was nice to have the um, two boys and two girls to even it out. Yeah. You mentioned that you were quite sick through your pregnancy. Is that, is that both pregnancies? And did you notice any major differences, sort of second time round carrying twins? Yeah, with the boys, I was still I still worked full time when I was pregnant with the boys, and that was fine. Um, I was sick, but, you know, just a few weeks at the start. But with the girls, I was really sick. And I think that um, maybe the second time around, I just carried a lot heavier and, you know, just everything just felt really heavy and I just couldn't walk or do anything. Just It just sucked the life out of me. And I guess because the boys were um, two plus then, you know, having toddlers, mm. you can't just focus on yourself when it's, you know, um, after the first pregnancy. So first pregnancy, it's all about you and, you know, you can relax and concentrate on yourself. But after that, when you've got little ones, um, you know, it's not about you anymore. It's, you have to look after the kids too. So I just found that really hard because you're there focusing on, you know, giving attention to the toddlers, but in the meantime also trying to survive, um, you know, with the pregnancy too and, um, you know, not feel too sick. And still enjoy them. I found I felt that I missed out on on them being two because I was, you know, quite sick that whole time. So, um, so yeah. Once the, when the girls were um, the same age that the boys were when I was pregnant, I really enjoyed that age because I felt like I missed out on that part of the boys' life. Um, yeah. So it's just a very cute age, but yeah, it was just it's just harder second mm. time around. I think. We've spoken to quite a few family, a uh, few mums that have had sort of two to two and a half to three year old toddlers when they were then pregnant with their twins, but having to wrangle two of them already and get them ready also for that adjustment to add another two kids into the family that must have been, uh, yeah, quite a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it was 
it was quite hard, but um, you know, you, you, you don't know any different when that's your life, so you just have to adapt or and survive with whatever life brings you. So, but yeah, it's definitely worth worth that suffering of a pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, it was all good. Um, it's a small price to pay. <laughs> now let's talk about um, the difference between your parenting and your routine or anything like that from doing from parenting your first set of twins to raising your second set of twins. Um, I mean, because when you're a first-time parent, you don't know what you don't know. So is there anything you did differently or that you said, no way, are we doing that again? Let's do this straight up or anything like that? Yep. Um, with the boys, they were our first kids and first grandkids and the first kids in the family, really. So I think that we um, they were really really spoiled and they were really they were really bad sleepers as, as a result of that. You know, always you know people coming over day and night, you know, holding them um, while they're awake, while they were asleep. Um, so I think they were just used to being cuddled too much um, and spoiled in that way. That yeah, they just became bad sleepers unless we rocked them to sleep. So when it came to the girls, um, pretty much when it came to um, feeding them, like, you know, milk time, and then we'd just put them straight to bed straight after, um, and so they'd self-settle, and ever since they've been really good sleepers, but I think that was the main difference um, with that, is, you know, not, um, you know, is the importance of self-settling and just letting them um, sleep without being cuddled to sleep, so I think that was all the difference, and we also did that because, you know, we'd use the time when the girls slept to... Um, you know, play and you know, give attention to the boys. But yeah, if I had to do it again, I would do that. You know, with first kids too, because you need that that time to yourself as well. Um, you know, to do your chores or have a shower or you know, have do you know, do whatever you want. But um, but it's yeah, it is nice cuddling your kids, but to sleep, but it's also good to, for them to um, self settle as well. Some families just don't get that option. You know, like when you have other children, you know, trying to juggle the needs of, of all those children um, certainly would be, you know, quite strenuous on, on your own self-time and time with your partner and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. So it is, yeah, I think that newborns are easy, but if they're, you know, if they're the type of, you know, all babies are different, but it, it's easier if they can self-settle so you've got that. Um, time, you know, while they're sleeping. Um, but yeah, but I was pretty much pretty chilled. You know, I guess after the first children, you know, you're sterilizing everything and everything's all, you know, neat and clean. But the second time around, it's like, oh, that drops, that's fine. You <laughs> they live. Um, yeah, so you're just a bit more chilled second time around. Um, you know, yeah, and same with going out. I think I went out, you know, to the shops less. With the boys, I think I didn't go out of the house for the first six months. But with the girls, I think we were more confident going out with all four, you know, after they were two weeks old just to get out of the house because we just wanted that you just need to – it's refreshing to get out of the house and do things and um, rather than being stuck at being stuck at home all the time. Um, yeah, you know, even just like a, an outing a day or an outing every few days um, just kind of gets you, know, you out of that rut. Yeah, um, it's, a, yeah. it's a necessity, I call it. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. You just need that time to, you know, see other people. 
what, what's rather the dy- than the walls of the house. What's the dynamic like? I mean, you've got you've got six and a half year old twin boys, and then you've got the three and a half year old girls. Um, what's their relationships with that like each other? The sets of twins, and then the alternate sets of twins, so to speak. And have you noticed a massive difference? Because I, I've only got five-year-old twin boys and they are just so intense and full-on, whereas Naomi's got boy-girl and, you know, we often share stories about how different they are. Do you notice that yourself within your, your sets of twins? Yes, yes. They're very, very different but also quite similar sometimes. Um, yeah, they, you know, like I think the boys are more emotional-type boys but, you know, one's a bit more... Um, sense, more of a sensitive soul, and the other other ones not so much. We all we kind of compare them to cats and dogs. It sounds bad. Um, so we've got one cat and one dog in each set of twins. So one which is mm. you know more of the um, wears their heart on their sleeves, very eager to please. You know you can read them like a book. You know that you are what they are what you see. But the other one is a little bit more aloof and um, a bit more cheeky. Harder to read, um, you know, will walk the other way rather than, um, you know, and sort out their own feelings rather than talk to you about it. Um, yeah, so it's weird. There's kind of like one of each in each set, but then, you know, between each other as well, they, um, they, you know, they also mess fight a lot, but, um, and are very different sometimes too, but yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's, I guess that's the identical twin bond as well. They, you know, best friends one minute, enemies the next. Like, I guess siblings as well. But yeah, I think that they've got some sort of connection with each other, um, where they, you know, can finish each other's sentences and that sort of thing, but also want to be the, their own person. And, um, well, they are their own person, but, um, just very different in, in that instance. Um, you know, emotionally and 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 everything else. So, but yeah, generally their their um their interests are pretty much the same though. So, um, with the girls and the boys. So, um, but it's just how they respond to different emotional situations that are different. It's talking twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. Just going to rewind to your pregnancy for a second. Um. How did, how did that all go? Because we often talk about pregnancy journeys and, and that sort of stuff. Did you face any complications, any difficulties? What gestations did you get to with the, with both sets of twins? Um, I was pretty lucky um, with both of them. No issues with any of the pregnancies, um, you know, besides the usual discomfort. Um, and with the boys, I got up to 37 plus four and I was induced with them and gave birth to them vaginally and with the girls um, it was 37 plus 3 and it was a um, scheduled C-section because they were both um, breached. So, yes, so I was pretty lucky for for both sets and none of them required um, any special care. Um, They were all quite decent sizes. Um, Wow. Yeah, so I was very, very lucky to have everything go quite smooth and safe with, with all of the kids. My goodness. That's fabulous. And That's, did, yeah, really, really lucky. And did you go on to yeah, breastfeed yeah. both times or? Um, with the boys, I breastfed for a month um, and it was just, I found myself, um, I just couldn't deal with it mm. um, emotionally. Um, I ended up in hospital with mastitis after, you know, the 
second time, third time after having mastitis in a month, um, ended up in hospital for a weekend. And I thought, I'm just, I can't be away from my children anymore. Um, So after that, I put them straight on the bottle because they were um, mixed feeding um, anyway because I just couldn't get pump pump enough. Um, And then after that, uh, once I had the girls, we decided we'd go straight to the bottle um, from my experience that I had with the boys. Um, Yeah, just so that, you know, there was more hands on deck and we could concentrate on the boys as well. So, And I think that was one of the best decisions that, we made, um, you know, to go straight in the bottle and I was able to be sane and, you know, have time for the boys and, um, you mm. know, for my family to also share the load with feeding the girls. So, yeah, there was no regrets of that um, and I'm glad. And I think that the the nurses and the doctors respected my decision the second time around. Um, it was, I think that the breastfeeding journey was probably the hardest um, the first time around because, you know, everyone was, everyone's post-breastfeeding and I understand that, but it was really hard to get off that. And when I asked to, to um, you know, how do I stop breastfeeding, there was, no one gave me the answer and there was no, you know, there wasn't really any Facebook groups then. Like it wasn't um, a thing then with the, the mum's group, you know, so I was there trying to Google it, but I couldn't, no one would give me the answer. And I found that it was more the guilt and, um, you know, and no one was willing to accept my decision to not breastfeed and to, you know, and to try and wean off. And um, I think that was the hardest part of that. Um, yeah, so I just, um, yeah, so after that, deciding to go with the bottle for the girls, that was just, yeah, it was just so much easier. Um, and I guess because we'd done it before, the nurses were like, yep, yeah, okay, that's fine. You know, you guys know what you're doing so um yeah so but yeah the first time was hard yeah with all that and it was just traumatic but yeah second time around was um unhappy with that decision yeah yeah no it's um mental health is just as important when looking at at feeding i mean you know we we all know and we all believe that breast is best for baby but there is an awful lot of um other factors to take into the breastfeeding journey isn't there yeah that's right yeah it's um it was more for my you know my mental health really absolutely extended family don't you that you spend a fair bit of time with so you that's had a fair, right. yeah did you get a lot of help from them yes so I had lots of help from family and um and I think that you know at the end of the day if you're not able to be there, you know, em- emotionally and mentally for your child, then, you know, it's, you just lose that. And I think as well, you know, because of that, I did, I, did, I experienced it, um, you know, all of the mental guilt and the mental health and um, just the guilt of not being able to, you know, feed them, breastfeed mm-hmm. the boys um, like I wanted to. Um, yeah, I think that I just, that first month was just lost when they were newborns and so I just didn't want to relive that with the girls um, and I really enjoyed when they were um, when they were newborns and everything and yeah I think that was what helped me with um, the family support that they were able to you know help in that um, yeah help me feed them and you know just with everything especially with the boys around it was um, it just made a huge difference because 
you know, it's hard enough, you know, giving birth, carrying, carrying babies, giving birth, that no one really warns you about the feeding journey and that's just the hardest. And so, uh, you know, kudos to every, all, all twins and mums especially that are able to successfully, you know, breastfeed their, their babies. It's hard work. So, um and I think that's also all the mums, I say. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. also the health side of things. Like as you said, you know, suffering mastitis and getting really, really ill, and it is such a horrific infection if you get it. Um, that that is yeah. something that if you haven't experienced that, you can't almost put into words the type of pain, discomfort, the nauseating feelings that overwhelm your body when you go through that, and it and it is quite horrific, isn't it? Yeah, I would say that it's worth the worse than childbirth. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when I was going through it, this is it's like they don't warn you that no. you know it's it's going to be that bad. So it was mm. just bad. Um, and you know, going through it for a few times, it's like no, I just can't live it like this. And then, as you said, that's a health um, issue. Like you can't look, you can't be the best for your babies when you've got a, a physical health infection going on that that takes such a, a huge toll on your body. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad. I mean, I experienced that, but I'm glad that I made the decision with the girls. And I didn't, you know, obviously, um, yeah, I didn't go through that with the girls because I went straight to the bottle. Um, but I was able to, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed their newborn days um, because I was able to spread the load with the help and, you know, also focus on the boys, um, you know, because they were around three then. So that was, yeah. And you probably had an idea yeah, of what so you were doing second time around. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So that's, yeah, second time around, it's much different and easier because they just got into your routine, so... Yeah. Oh, talking about routine, um, we did ask you before we started recording this because um, you've actually got another part-time, you, you work part-time as well. Um, one of the things, you know, we, we all get bogged down in it. Naomi and I have been talking endlessly recently about it, you know, the, the balance, the juggle. How do you do it? I mean, two sets of twins, both still young um, and, you know, balance a part-time job and everything else you try and do. Yeah, oh, I've always been a list person so you know there's lists everywhere lists on my phone lists on like you know I write write it all with a whiteboard marker on the fridge always messaging my husband what needs to be done that day what needs to be done this week same with my mum who's great help um you know just update them what's going on what needs to be done um what I need them to help me with um yeah and then my husband he works um shift work so his work's great and so the, the, the days that I work, he's got off. So he, he looks after the kids those days, um, does the school runs, school runs with the boys and looks after the girls because the girls aren't in daycare yet. Um, and then my mum also helps out a lot So uh, when I'm working too. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's nice to have a good team, you know, to, to sort out all the kids um, so that I can work. Um, yeah, and then, and then my husband, shift work, he pretty much works, you know, the, the other days of the week um, and my mum helps out those days too. So it's good to have um, a good network. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I wouldn't be able to do it without everyone's, um, yeah, everyone's great teamwork. So. And, and, and you've also, you run a successful blog as well, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started the blog um, because when the boys were babies, um, I got a thermomix and I just um, wanted to, you know, challenge myself. You know, like you get stuck in the rut. As I said, I, I was at home for six months straight. Like I didn't go anywhere. I didn't, 
I didn't feel confident to take them out. So I just, um, you know, to do something fun, I, um, you know, just got into cooking and just challenged myself to cook something new every day. Um, and then instead of, you know, um, clogging my friend's Facebook feeds with my pictures of my food, I decided to do it on a blog instead. Um, and that's how that started. And then, so it was all about food. Um, and then after that, I, once I had the girls, I didn't really have much time to do that. So, um, yeah, so after the girls, it was just kind of progressed to more the mummy blog and, you know, the different interests that I have, um, you know, craft and food and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that, that's what my blog's kind of become more of um, as opposed to only food, but that's what it started with. Um, but, yeah, it's lots of fun. It's kind of my outlet. Um, you know, as you know, as being mums, you don't really get out very much. So it's nice to have a hobby and, you know, do something for yourself. Um, and I also kind of use it as like a journal for myself. Like, you know, it's like, oh, what did I do two years ago on this date? And then I can scroll down. It's like, oh, okay, I did this. So it's nice to just have that um, for myself. And, you know, maybe when the kids are older and, Instagram still around they can see, they can see you know what they did in their life so yeah and so where can our listeners find you if they want to follow along yep so my um, blog is called twins and a blog um, the name was created when I just had one set one set of twins so I'm glad that you know I had another set so I didn't have to change my name um, so yeah so it's twins and a blog um, on Instagram and Facebook. And then your husband's got one as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's Mr. Twins in a vlog. So he, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's easy to remember. Um, yeah, so he posts sometimes. Um, he, he actually started posting just so that he wouldn't lose um, photos because he's pretty bad with his phone and would just lose photos <laughs> um, or, you know, misplace them. So it was mm-hmm. kind of just to keep, you know, his important memories and, and photos, you know, in in one lot so but yeah he, he he does post a bit um and he likes that it's also his kind of outlet sometimes so yeah it's, it's fun to um you know have an outlet for yourself yeah indeed Sophia thank you so much for joining us and spending some time with us today we really appreciate it um we encourage everyone to check out all your blogs and, and follow along and thank you so much for giving us some insight as to what it's like to raise not one but two sets of twins Thanks so much for having me today. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com.